0: Hey everyone, grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Monday, March 30th, week three of Shelter in Place, and I'm still grieving. Yesterday uh, in the sermon on Psalm 11, I quoted the Harvard Business Review article, the one that was also alluded to on Friday's episode, called The Discomfort You're Feeling is grief. In this article, David Kessler, an expert on grief, was interviewed about what we're all collectively feeling right now, most of us, a lot of us, maybe even all of us in some ways. And he said what we're feeling are a number of different griefs because our world has changed. And even though most of us know it's temporary, that we're you know, stuck at home, that's temporary, But like after 9-11, how flying was never the same. After this, most of us realize that life will never be the same. And so because of that, we're grieving. We're grieving real loss. Real loss like people dying. I hate opening up my phone every morning and looking at the totals of people who have died globally from this pandemic. We're grieving the loss of nearness. We're grieving the loss of human contact. I think of all the virtual birthday parties I've seen on social media. I've seen bachelor parties taking place on social media. I've seen people who've had to cancel huge milestones that they have planned in their life because of this, and there's grief in the air. And every Sunday so far, the last two Sundays, for about two hours after online church ends, I grieve. I grieve what church was and what church is now. I have a different vantage point on Sunday than a lot of people do. I see things as a whole as the pastor of the church. I see kind of almost, I see a lot. I see the tireless volunteers setting up our church to meet in a school, how they work together and how they, when they're done, our church is ready for everyone to meet in. I see our I see our church greeting one another. I see each other. I see people hugging one another, introducing their friends that they brought to church, to their other community, of people they sit by. I see people singing, going up for prayer in tears, a group of friends huddled around communion table to receive the elements. I see people like on the carpets crying. I see other people led by God to go and put their arm around them and pray for them. I see people nod when they're with me as I teach. I see when I lose people when their head cocks to one side in confusion. I I see a lot and I grieve that I don't see any of that now. In the article, it says that we must let grief pass through us. You have to name it, feel it, and allow it to pass through our bodies. Name it, feel it, and allow it to pass. When my wife and I a few years back were going through a very difficult time in our marriage, I was working with my therapist on grieving the loss of not being able to have children. My wife and I had tried for 15 years to have a child with no success. And I was angry. I was angry at Ashley. I was angry at myself. And I was angry at God. But I wasn't naming it or allowing myself to feel angry. So anger would get stuck right under my throat. And no joke, it started manifesting in physical pressure at the base of my neck. My therapist would say, Dave, I give you permission to say, I'm mad at you, Ashley, and I'm so mad at you, God. I'm so damn angry right now. He goes, I give you permission to do that. But I was was actually afraid of that. I told him I'm afraid because anger was used badly in my family of origin, so I didn't want to go there. So my therapist would say, well, scream into a pillow. Go on a walk and yell as loud as you can. Do something to let this emotion move through you. So after a while, I mean, it actually took maybe a year, a couple years, I started to slowly try and let anger pass through me in a non-destructive way. David Kessler in his article would say, Emotions need motion. See, I didn't have access to that phraseology at the time, but that's exactly right. We have to let emotions move through us in a holy, right, and redemptive way. See, we all love the Psalms until you actually read all of them. When you read them, you're like, is this in the Bible? Why do people love the song? Can you really even say that out loud? Like the Psalms go from like praising God to calling down fire on your enemies, asking God to burn and destroy the people that hate you and then do the same to their children. You're like, what the, what is happening? See, the Psalms are laments. They're processing anger, grief, sadness, and pain with God. That's why they're there. Allowing the full range of the human experience to move through us with God. We're currently in the season of Lent still. Next week is Holy Week, where we meditate on Jesus during the night of his betrayal. And as you move into Holy Week, read these stories again with grief in mind, how Jesus is processing his grief. Remember that in grief, you have to name it, feel it, and allow it to pass through you. Watch Jesus do this. See that he was angry at his disciples. He was sad at what was before him. He was even bargaining, which is a stage of grief, with the Father. Now, the whole reason you process your grief is so that you can get to this final stage of grief, which is acceptance. See, the first stages of grief might say, let this cup pass from me, as Jesus said to the Father, but process grief says, yet not what I will, but what you will. May you begin to allow the feelings that you're feeling during this time to pass through you with God. And as you process this thing called collective grief that we have in the air, may you come to know the love of God in a way that you've not experienced love of God before, the nearness of God. Peace to you.